God is both knowable and unknowable. Like, there's so much about God that I, that I can know. And yet, at the same time, there's so much about him that is so beyond me that it can feel like I don't know him at all. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Well, hello and welcome to Sunday Morning with Hope Valley Church. I'm Pastor Sam. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Valley. And today we're continuing in our series called Asking for God. You know, many Christians say they want to hear God speak to them more. They want to feel him close. They want to feel his presence. But admit they have a really hard time with any of that actually happening. Right? And oftentimes we may pray and you know, ask God to speak to us more. Uh, ask God to make us feel like he's close to us. But... Uh, you know, it has very little effect or maybe even no results at all. Well, in this series, what we're learning is that hearing God speak and feeling his presence uh, is not the result of asking him to talk more. It's actually the result of us moving ourselves toward him, right? Moving our mind, our will, and our emotions towards God. And, and we do this by meditating on who he is and delighting ourselves who he is, right? By really just spending time thinking about the character of God, uh, falling in love, if you will, with his nature and and the different aspects of his character, uh, and really just thinking and meditating on him, delighting ourselves in him, it has this effect of moving us toward him. And as we move ourselves toward him, that's when we hear him speak. That's when we feel his presence, right? So we can't just stand far away from God and go, hey, will you yell louder? Will you talk to me more? No, we have to move ourselves toward him. And we do that by meditating and delighting ourselves in who he is. And so today we're going to talk about learning to meditate on the revelation of God. But like, what do we, okay, so what do we mean when we talk about the revelation of God? You know, first, to appreciate God's revelation Okay, before I can even really talk about that, we have to appreciate the fact that God is actually very mysterious to us. Uh, let me read you this passage from Job. Uh, it's in chapter 36, verse 22, uh, beginning in 22. It says, look, God is all-powerful. Who is a teacher like him? No one can tell him what to do or say to him, you have done wrong. Instead, glorify his mighty works, singing songs of praise. Everyone has seen these things, though only from a distance. Look, God is greater than we can understand. His years cannot be counted. Part of what this passage is talking about is like, God is so much greater than we are. That in so many ways, we can't really understand him, right? We, we really can't. In so many very real ways, God is totally beyond us and he's largely unknowable, right? But we're able to understand some things about him because he reveals himself to us, right? So God is so beyond our comprehension. Like, how would my brain even begin to understand the kind of person who can create the universe, right? Uh, I mean, by looking at the universe, I can have some idea that 
Maybe there's a God, you know, some being who created these things. But so much about his character and his nature and well, what's he like would, would be just, it's beyond my comprehension. In fact, if God were to show up right now and just say, Sam, I'm going to show you everything there is to know about me. I mean, it would, it would probably kill me, right? My brain would totally shut off. It'd be too much to process. And so that's what we mean when we say that God is mysterious, right? It's not mysterious. He's not mysterious because we know, you know nothing about him. He's mysterious because there's so much about him that really is just beyond our ability to know. But we do know the things that he's revealed to us, right? And so uh, when we think about the revelation of God, and we contrast that with the fact that he is this great, powerful, really mysterious person, uh, then what that ought to do in us is really create like a craving and a desire and a deep appreciation for any way that he would reveal himself to us, right? The idea is like, he's so amazing, but also so totally beyond me that I'm, it, it kind of creates a hunger for anything about himself that he would show me any revelation of himself that he would give me, I, I, I really begin to desire and crave those things, right? Well, what is God's revelation? Okay, God's revelation is just simply like any way that he chooses to reveal himself to us. Um, to think of it simply, like if you were getting to know me and you asked me some questions and I told you uh, the things I was most afraid of, the things that make me the most happy, uh, my favorite you know, family vacation memories, uh, my favorite hobbies, what, what am I doing? I'm giving you a revelation of Sam, right? I'm telling you about me. That's what we mean when we talk about God's revelation, right? We want to know more about him. And so, in whatever way he has and will reveal himself, we ought to begin to crave that the more that we contemplate how large and great and grand and mysterious he is, right? Because every time we find out more and more about him, we see how beautiful and loving and compassionate and powerful he is, and that should stir up inside of us a craving for his revelation, right? So his revelation is really just any way that he chooses to reveal himself. And, and here's a few ways that he's done that, right? The first is through the scriptures. Look here in Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. It says, The Lord has uh, secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may, be, uh, we may obey all all the terms of these instructions, right? And of course, the context of this verse is, is that God is revealing things to them and giving them laws for their nation. And they're very specific laws. And, and uh, they oftentimes seem very odd when you read through them, because you read through them and you realize that there's things about God's nature that these laws are revealing. And so in this verse, they're saying, listen, there's things about God that we don't know. And we're not accountable for those, but we are accountable to the things that he has shown us about him. And, and so, uh, Scripture is one of the ways that God has revealed himself. Look here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Okay, 
So the scriptures, I put them first because uh, it is like the most clear uh, and reliable revelation of God that humanity has ever received. We need to take them seriously and more than just take the scriptures seriously, uh, as we think about the mystery of God and just like how mind-blowing he is, that really should create a craving for the scriptures inside of our hearts where we go, man, you're telling me there's a whole book that teaches me more about him? Yeah, I want to read that. I want to know it. I want to spend time in that book, right? And of course, the Bible isn't just one book. It's actually a collection of 66 books that reveal things about God's nature and character to us. And so, uh, you know, the scriptures are really the primary, I would say, the, the, the biggest, clearest, primary way that God has revealed himself clearly to people. Uh, and and, uh, and you, you might hear that and go, I don't know, Sam, the Bible is really confusing. Uh, it can be if you don't know, uh, you know, uh, how to dive into it. Sure. Uh, but we've got resources to help you with that. And the more that you get comfortable with the Bible, the more you realize, wow, God reveals so much of himself through the scriptures. Uh, second way that God reveals himself uh, is through the natural world around us. Look here in Psalm chapter 19, verse 1 through 2. It says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. And then in Romans 1.20 says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. So the revelation we have in nature does show us some things about God. And actually, I found that the more that I study the scriptures and know some specific things about him, the more I see those same uh, attributes in nature and vice versa, right? And so we can see uh, and know things about God uh, through just observing the universe, through the sciences, through the mathematics even. You can learn things about, wow, the person, you know, uh, I'll put it this way. If there was a warehouse full of things that you created, right, whether you're skilled at creating things or not, wouldn't matter. If there was a warehouse full of things that you had created and I had never met you, but I walked through that warehouse, I could actually learn a lot of things, not everything, but I could learn a lot of things about what kind of a person you are uh, and what I could expect when I met you uh, just based on looking at the things you've created. And so the natural world is very much that way with God, right? You look at the universe, you look at nature, biology, physics, science, uh, art, uh, beauty. All of these things teach us something about God's nature. Uh, and really, uh, you know, as some theologians have said, uh, we learn from God from two books, right? The book of Scripture and the book of nature. Uh, both of these things teach us about God. But there's a third way that we receive the revelation of God, and this is directly from the Holy Spirit, all right? And, and as we give our lives to Christ and, and we submit our lives to God, the Holy Spirit comes and actually fills us and, and indwells us, right? And, and through the Holy Spirit, we get direct revelation of God. And we know when we're receiving that because it lines up with the other revelations of God that we've had, right? God's not like inconsistent. So what the scripture reveals about him, what nature reveals about him, and then what the Holy Spirit reveals about him within me, all those things will match. And if what I'm hearing in me 
isn't matching the other two, then I'm probably hearing it wrong, right? Maybe I just ate some bad pizza. So we got to be careful. But let me look here at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. It says, we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And when we tell these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. I think if you jump to chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. One who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. So the Holy Spirit reveals things directly inside of us. He'll also reveal things to us through other people, right? And so those are some scriptures that help us understand that as well, right? So again, God's revelation is really simply any way that God would choose to reveal himself to us. Uh, and primarily this happens through Uh, the scriptures, it happens through nature, and it happens through the direct work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, uh, both personally and corporately as the church, right? So, okay, how can we meditate then on the revelation of God? You know, the revelation of God, I I, I told you every week we're going to start with a paradox, right, that the scriptures give us, and those paradoxes are very intentional, right? Uh, And they're meant to cause us to slow down. Don't rush to answer the paradox. Let it sit there. Think about it for a minute, okay? Uh, Let yourself meditate on the mystery and the beauty of who God is. And here's the paradox that we see regarding the revelation of God, right? God is both knowable and unknowable. Like, there's so much about God that I, that I can know. And yet, at the same time, there's so much about him that is so beyond me that it can feel like I don't know him at all. It's okay. Let that paradox sit for a minute. Because the more that you meditate on that, the more that you meditate on this paradox of God's revelation, the more it's going to create a craving and a desire inside your heart to find out everything about God that you possibly can. And that's a good desire, right? The desire that says, I want to know God more is exactly the kind of desire that God's revelation is trying to birth inside of you, right? You know, the goal of meditating on the revelation of God is to develop both a thankfulness and a craving for any Uh, way that God would choose to reveal himself to you. Some other ways you can meditate on the revelation of God is to think about just how infinite and good and loving and powerful God is and how you are just totally dependent on him to reveal himself to you. Uh, A practical way to meditate on the revelation of God is just to simply read the Bible, but read it slowly and thoughtfully, right? Like, be curious as you read, right? If you're reading the Bible quickly or you're reading it at the pace that you would read any of the book, you're probably doing it wrong, okay? The Bible is meant to be meditated on, not just read, right? So read the Bible, read it slowly, read it thoughtfully. And, and actually, you'll, you'll hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you through the scriptures as you do that. Another way is to spend time in nature. This is one of my favorite things to do. I love to walk 
around and you know if there's like a woody area or or a beautiful trail through a park or you know just any outdoor experience that's pleasant you know you may love the beach maybe you love mountains maybe you love hiking maybe you love going on a bike ride whatever it may be spend time out in nature and look at nature not just as something that's pretty but as something that reveals aspects of God's character to you right because God didn't have to make nature beautiful to us. I mean, it doesn't really serve any survival purposes, right? Like we could live just fine without nature being beautiful. And yet it is beautiful. What does that tell me about what God is like? What matters to him, right? So we can spend time in nature thinking about what it reveals to us about the character and even the personality of God. And then lastly, we can you know, you remind yourself of and, and meditate on things that God has personally said to you through like your prayer time or through uh, words that God is giving other people for you, right? Maybe you've been in the church setting or, or not, and you know, another believer of, of uh, uh, another follower of Christ has come along and said, hey, the Lord gave me something to say to you, right? Think back on those times, right? Think, your, think about those things, remember them, meditate on those things, right? Uh, when God has spoken directly to you, you need, to, you need to go back and you spend time on that, right? Don't just miss it. So these are all ways that we can meditate on the revelation of God, which develops a greater appreciation and a greater craving for him to reveal himself to us even more. And one of the promises that we have in Scripture is that when we desire God's revelation, he will give it to us, right? So what happens when we meditate on the revelation of God? You know, when you meditate on the revelation of God, really the uh, practical benefit uh, that comes to your head really is the fact that it drowns out the noise that's in your head. Meditating on the revelation of God helps to just drown out the noise in your head, right? As you think more about what God has said and what God has revealed, uh, other voices in your head, they inevitably become less convincing uh, and less distracting. Focusing on God's revelation uh, equips you to more easily identify and dismiss lies, uh, misdirections, anxieties, fears, and frankly, a lot of nonsense that floats around in our head, right? Uh, oftentimes, our heads are, are just so full of all of these things, and we're so distracted and worried and afraid and, you know, we're just daydreaming about nonsense. And a major factor is the fact that we do not spend time craving and soaking in and drinking in the revelation of this great, powerful, mysterious, loving God, right? And so as we meditate on the revelation of God, it just drowns out a lot of the noise that's in our head. Well, as we close today, uh, will you join me in just praying through this prayer? Um, if you're if you're watching this video, then the words will be on the screen. If you're listening to this, then you're just going to hear uh, these. But just join me in praying this prayer today. This is going to be a way that we can learn to meditate on and grow our appreciation for the revelation of God. It's a kind of prayer we can really and ought to pray on on a regular basis. All right, well, let's let's pray together, Lord. You are so great and powerful and totally beyond me. But because of your mercy, you have revealed yourself to me. I can see you in the world around me because everything in nature tells me what you are like. 
You have revealed yourself to humanity and preserved it through the scriptures so that what you have spoken has not been lost. Your spirit speaks into my heart and tells me that I can trust what you say. I know you are real because my heart can feel your love. I know that you uh, love to reveal yourself to me so that I can know you. Help me to see how amazing and wonderful you are. Show me what is good. There are many paths before me, and I don't know which one is right. But you do. I rely on your revelation. I desire your, your revelation. Teach me to understand it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, before we go, let me leave you with a few questions to consider and just think more about this week. First one is, is it evident in your life that you desire God's revelation? Why or why not? I know it's a challenging question, but I want you to challenge yourself with that question this week. Second question is, what are you allowing to get in the way of being close with God? And the third question is, what changes do you need to make in order to hear God's voice in your life, your career, and even your ministry? And I know that last question is really broad and it's open, right? But based on what we've talked about today, you probably are already thinking of some changes you need to make. And there might be some part of you that is resisting making those changes for whatever reason. So I really challenge you, uh, don't do that. Uh, If you're recognizing that you have changes you need to make in order to spend time meditating on the Lord, delighting in Him, drawing closer to Him, make those changes. Okay, it'll it'll benefit so many different aspects of your life. Uh, I can't even begin to list them all for you. Uh, So yeah, make the changes this week, but identify what those changes are. Well, I I really appreciate you spending this time uh, with us, and I really do hope it's been a blessing and and helpful for you. Uh, And I hope that you'll continue as we go through the three remaining uh, aspects of God that we're going to learn to meditate on during this series. Uh, but once again, thanks for being with us. Uh, we love you. Pray God will bless you today. All right. Bye-bye. We are so glad you've joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work, and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church/house. Thanks again for joining us and may God bless you today.